You're listening to Pathways, an interview podcast featuring people of colour in the arts and humanities. Tell us about yourself and what you have just done. Oh my god, I'm Trent. I literally just, like my elimination on MasterChef literally just aired, so um, I made it onto the top 24 of uh, MasterChef Australia season 13, quickly crashed and burned, fell flat on my face, um, and got booted off in last place. <laughs> how, how have you been holding up in light of that? <laughs> I, at the time, you know, obviously, like, it's not ideal and, like, I was a little bit upset when it happened. And then, like, you have to put on the brave face and be like, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, like, everything's fine. Um, but, you know, like, you're never going to be fine, like, when that happens. Um, it's like that Katy Perry meme of, like, you know, that asks you how you are and you have to say that you're fine, but you're not really fine. Um, but that would never understand, like, that kind of vibe. It was that kind of vibe. And it still kind of is. But I've had a long time to, like, process it and, like, me and the other contestants, like we all like roast each other all the time. It's like funny. Um, we roast each other about our shit cooking <laughs> because you know all of us end up like fucking up and getting eliminated. I felt ready, you know, for my elimination to air, and you know, ready to just have a laugh at myself and just poke fun at myself and laugh along with everyone else because um, I mean that's all you can do at the moment. That's kind of how I cope with things anyway. Um, you know, just have a laugh and uh, laugh along, and then. Yeah, I mean, I think the Wednesday episode, the Amelia Jackson elimination episode was probably the hardest just because I wasn't sure whether or not, because obviously I did really bad on that day and got really like harsh feedback from, you know, Mel and the other judges and I just wasn't sure whether that would go to air. So I went into that episode being like, are they going to show me, are they not? And then as soon as like I heard like my audio in the walk-up, I was like, oh no, they're going to show me, they're going to show me. <laughs> and then, boy, did they show me. They showed everything and I was like, great. And then I was like by myself that night, just like in a safety huddle, just like rocking back and forth, like shaking. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, really hard to watch. And like, I, yeah, but then, you know, you just have to, you know, just remember that not everyone has been, you know, not everyone gets to be in the top 24 of MasterChef, like, that's still a massive deal, and everyone at home is, like, you know, probably cooking, like, instant noodles, so, like, you just kind of have to think about it that way, so, um, yeah. Yeah. No, 100%, that's understandable, because obviously if you, like, make it, if you've gone to all the effort to, like, get on, you, like, want to do as best you can for as long as you can. Um, and so, like, I feel like you had a really good first episode, and then the next few just didn't go to plan. No, not at all. Like everything just kind of just devolves into chaos. Like I've always said, just the hardest part of MasterChef is really being able to cook in that kitchen under the time pressure. You know, you're getting thrown all these random challenges. Like, you know, we all can cook at home and like we're all, you know, amazing at what we do. But when you're in the kitchen and like it takes you a while to get used to everything, you have to like run back and forth to get equipment, grab ingredients. Uh, you've gotten something so you have to run back again and then um, you know everyone else is running around around you they're stressed you're getting the secondhand stress from everyone else it's hot it's like 24 ovens stoves hibachis it's like stuff everywhere you only have like a limited amount of space like and you're just like yeah it's just (laughs) a really high pressure environment and obviously like some people sing and swim like and I sunk very quickly like the titanic it was just like a mess um but 
yeah, I just I just have to keep reminding myself, like, you know, you can talk, you can talk. It's just, you know, you're not suited for that that competition kind of um, environment, just because, you know, what I like to do is like I like to take my time when I'm at home knock out one element one by one like it's just yeah it takes a lot of time to really like finesse everything to like how I would want it to be like as a like you know beautiful like plate of dessert or whatever like mm. or you know I don't cook a lot of protein driven food like a lot of the food I make is like just kind of like um I don't know I just kind of like leave with like just, you know I'm gonna make a pasta or a risotto or like you know um whatever like mm. and then kind of if there's a protein in it, there's a protein, but like I would, I would never really just make like, you know, a meat and three veg, like that's not really me. And so, mm, um, a roasted chicken with honey glazed carrots. Fucking lemon myrtle, <laughs> oh, that was, but, <laughs> uh, what can you do, like since you learn from them and that's what the show's all about, it's just learning. Before we move on to the next question, I would just like to reaffirm, yes, like, you can yeah. cook. I have, like, seen your <laughs> cooking. Um, do you want to do a cheeky plug for your various Instagram accounts, etc.? My gram is uh, Trent underscore Vu. That's my personal, but then I do all my food on my uh, Rice Guy Instagram. So it's Rice Guy with two Ys because someone took Rice Guy with one Y and um, they don't even post anything, which is annoying. And I want it, but what can you do? You can't have everything you want in life. Uh, um, and then I'm on TikTok as well. I'm, I've got my food blog. You know, I've got you know a bunch of stuff. So just check me out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> but moving on, I did want to ask because um, obviously, like, there's a lot of pressure in the kitchen there, just inherent to the environment. Yeah. Um, did you feel any kind of, I don't want to say like self-inflicted, but just like any sort of like personal pressure to like perform well, to represent yourself well, to represent yourself a certain way? Yeah, no, I had a little bit of that, obviously, because you don't want to like disappoint like, you know, your friends and family and yourself, first and foremost. Like, everyone kind of goes in thinking like, oh, maybe there's a shot I could, you know, if not to win, like maybe I can make it to like top 12, I can make a name for myself, I can, you know, be a success story, whatever. Um, so everyone kind of goes in thinking that, like, no matter how much, everyone's like, oh, like, you know, I didn't, I don't believe in myself, like, you know, like, realistically, like, why would you apply for the show if you didn't think that you'd make it far? Um, or, like, make it, you know, and so, yeah, so it's, um, there's that kind of pressure. Then there's, like, you know, basically you're there to, like, like the judges, like, that's pretty much what you're there to do. So, you know, you want to keep them happy. <laughs> and I also went in the show knowing that, like, I didn't necessarily want to just lead with, like, oh, like, I'm Vietnamese, I'm going to cook Vietnamese dishes every week. I would feel a bit weird doing that just because, like, although I am Vietnamese, I'm, like, really proud of my background and um, all of that. And, like, I, you know, taken a lot of time to get to that stage where I'm, like, super proud of, you know, my heritage. But I knew that, like, because I don't cook a lot of Vietnamese food at home, like, I, it would just not be, it would be really disingenuous of me to do that. Um, you know, like, people in the past, like, Khan and um, Tommy's doing that this season, like, they're cooking, like, amazing Vietnamese food and, like, um, but that's, like, genuine to them. And that for me, I just, like, wouldn't feel like that would be, yeah, um, something that I would want to do. So I really wanted to lead with like, you know, desserts and all that kind of stuff, which is 
the food, like it, that really to me is like what I love doing. So yeah, I really just wanted to lead with that. Um, I had a long chat with Kishwa one day and then I was like, oh, like, do you think I should like, you know, lead with something Vietnamese because like it would be a good story or something. And then she was like, you know, I don't think you should because like, if you don't, like, why, like, if you don't, you know, if you don't feel like that to you as a cork, then why should you do that? Because like, um, you know, you should just be true to yourself. Like, you know, there's no point doing that kind of stuff because if that's not what you want to do after the show or like if that's not, you know, true to you, like why, what's the point of doing that? And I was like, yeah, you're right, Kishwa. Um, but then, you know, it's so amazing seeing all these like really, like, you know, Kishwa is a really good example of that. Like people who are really proud of their heritage and, you know, cooking amazing food that they know back to front. Like um, those are the flavors that they know and love and um, beginning to represent that on the show, which is amazing. But I just felt like that wasn't, ever really me so yeah so yeah there was that pressure as well of like oh like should I you know showcase Vietnamese food um and then yeah so I don't know there was just like a lot of not like I felt like I had to, uh, you know I got a lot of pressure from like you know all the Vietnamese people watching the show or whatever but um you know I do also feel like a lot of the people do watch the show because um, or like do kind of um, really value the show because of its discourse around like, you know, people of colour and people who are queer and like, I've definitely really valued that in the past as well. Um, like, you know, like last season there were like, you know, there was, you know, Brendan and Khan and Courtney and Dries, like, and then our seasons have a lot of, our season has a lot of queer people as well and a lot of people of colour, like half of our half of people of colour, like, mm-hmm. um, and so I do get a little bit of that pressure of just like, you know, if I was watching the show, I would like be rooting for the, the, the gay people or like, you know, the people of colour. Um, you know, like I've always said that like Therese is like an icon and I like stand her. And if I watched the show as well, just watching the show, didn't know her at all from a bar of soap, like I would be rooting for her. Mm. Like, so it's just like, you know, I have a little bit of that at the back of my head of like, you know, are people <laughs> rooting for me? And like, um, when I was watching the show and like, you know, I get all these tweets, like like lovely messages and lovely tweets from people being like, oh my God, you're so entertaining. Like, I hope you, you know, I hope you don't get eliminated. Like, you know, I want to see you on my TV every week. And like, yeah, so like, obviously now it's too late. It's weird because like, on the one hand, yes, there's like a bit of pressure, but on the other hand, like, I think most of it just comes from myself. Like, um, wanting to do my best, you know, on the one hand, like, I, you know, there's a lot of pressure from other people, I guess. Uh, but most of the pressure just comes from yourself because like you want to like, I mean, you want to do the best you can, that you can and be the most authentic to yourself. And like, you no, know, you know, like you, there's all these thoughts running through your head of like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm going to become, you know, going to try to develop a brand for myself and then, you know, there's that kind of pressure of like oh like what can I cook that would be like on brand and like all that kind of stuff um but then yeah like it's it's strange because I don't know yeah I think you're thinking like oh like you know I've got to please all these people like the judges people who are watching at home um you know people in the industry like you know your community like the, any community that you belong to like it's just your friends and family um so I think yeah like most of it it's just like kind of this weird like personal pressure but and then kind of like 
really really getting your head around that that's hard as well about the show yeah i feel like there's a really cheesy thing to be said here like just be yourself but like that's so hard to do um, yeah, especially, especially when you're like, oh, like, you know, the food that I cook at home, like, I, you know, sometimes I just make like a toasted cheese sandwich, but like, you know, you can't just do that on TV and like, you've got to think about like, you know, the brand that you're developing as well. You've got to think about, you know, um, what you want to do after the show, uh, what do you want to get out of the show? But, and then some people were just like, oh, what's going to get me through the next week? Like, mm-hmm. to, you know, past this elimination. So it's just... There's a lot of things to think about and, um, you know, sometimes you are actively thinking about it. Other times you're just like so in, engrossed in the competition where you're like, I just want to make it through, I just want to make it through. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of like things going on in your head. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. But just like, yeah, bouncing on what you said before about like representation on the show as well. Um, I think it's like... I think like diverse casts are like they've realized that that's good for the show um and also like good for like you as well because like you don't feel like you need to be like the only vietnamese cook in the room or something for example yeah absolutely and like i you know if had i had been on there and like you know you know hypothetically if tommy wasn't there like i would have felt probably a bit more pressure to be like you know i think i was almost a little bit intimidated by tommy because i was like oh i guess like you know not even going to bother cooking Vietnamese food because, like, you know, he's a gunner there. So, um, yeah, so, um, I mean, there's so much discourse around the show and its representation and, like, it's really, really great. Yeah, we're just super diverse and, like, um, you know, in te- like, age as well, um, a lot of age diversity. Yeah, like, just, like, people of colour, people who are queer, people who are queer and of colour. Um, there's just yeah a lot going on and it's really interesting and like everyone has all these different perspectives and yeah it's really great and you know we learn from each other as well um, and yeah it just brings all these people together who like I would never have met in my in like in life um, and we're all together in this one space and it's just like a weird cross-section <laughs> yeah it's really cool that um, the show is giving us all this opportunity and um, they, they have really done a great well so last season Back to Win it wasn't perfect in terms of like representation obviously a lot of visibility and like you know they did have like really personal stories like you know Reynolds sharing his struggles like Khan as well um, you know all these migrants or Jeff like all these migrant stories but then you know they made a few like in my opinion, a few mistakes in terms of uh, representation, like especially kind of the the challenge with um, Charlie Carrington from Atlas, like that was, you know, a bit strange. And then, you know, all these like kind of aggressions of like, you know, Poe being scared to like make durian because he's worried that Andy and Jock wouldn't get it. But then I think this season is doing a good job of just, yeah, again, just kind of like normalizing everything and not turning everything into like a sad, you know, um, like, you know, tear jerking like thing as well. Like it's just you know, that's just it's just how it is. Like, you know, Dan's just calling his husband. Like, um yeah, like it's just quite like I think I would almost prefer that because, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily beneficial for um the show to like, you know, have all these sob stories of like, oh my parents came like over over from Vietnam in a boat. Like mm. I don't know if that's necessarily beneficial. Obviously like that's important, but I think it's gone to the stage where we just kind of like 
gotten to a point of like assimilation where we just we should just be like everyone else and like you know um have like these stories that are just not necessarily sad like i was talking to benjamin mm. law about this benjamin law about this the other day like you know his show um the family law it was such a great representation like just because it was just like you know it had so much heart in it but it wasn't like you know one of those tragic like coming coming out coming of age stories and like you know it was you know had lots of moments of levity and like yeah and it was just really beautiful and like i personally appreciate that kind of stuff just because you know it gets a bit too much when it's like oh like you know my parents struggled and like you know um, yeah. you know they they came from a boat with like 50 dollars in their pocket like it's a bit of like white guilt kind of vibes of like oh like we're gonna give this person an opportunity because like they, they came from nothing so we're gonna like give them you know that they deserve it because like yeah it's, it's just a bit, it rings a bit weird to me so yeah yeah i'm really i'm i think i'm a lot happier with um how they're kind of giving ourselves people of color stories this uh this year yeah just normal stories because yeah. like yeah we're more than our trauma like yeah yeah exactly yeah and it's good to the point where it's like because that's the only ever story that gets told people just like assume we have trauma it's like not, i mean maybe but like that's not necessarily the first thing that we want to represent about ourselves at all exactly yeah. and like um you know it again it is important to talk about that stuff but i think we have moved past that i think we just want to be normal normal <laughs> people um and you know we don't want to you know like it's like why yeah why does everyone else get to just like be you know who they are without like crying about like you know and i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's like a very long and complex discussion and like there's so many arguments uh for and against like um yeah <laughs> i don't know if we necessarily have enough time to unpack all of that but uh, yeah no i think um the show's doing a good job thus far i'm gonna come back to <laughs> yeah. um what Sorry. you are thinking about doing after the show because now that i mean your time on the show has aired <laughs> at least um yeah i guess that's something you can start like really thinking about and planning right you've talked about like being interested in food media broadly what um, might that look like now going forward? I mean, yeah, I mean, so I've worked at Oriental Merchant, which is the biggest Asian food company in Australia. After I got off the show, I was working for a dessert company for a little bit, um, just doing uh, digital marketing, so like really getting through media, which is kind of like I dabbled in it a little bit uh, when I was working at Oriental Merchant. Um, and so, yeah, whether like I, but then I kind of, want to get a taste of everything within that so you know writing editing um food photography food styling recipe development there's a lot within that kind of scope of like food media um then there's like the digital aspect of it which is like you know something else i want to do then there's like not just print there's tv and then there's all this other stuff like there's there's a lot of a lot happening in that space but um yeah so i think that's something that I've, that I've always wanted to do. I've looked up to all these like editors of like food magazines and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I would love to do. Um, but then, yeah, it's just kind of getting my foot in the door. That's just the tricky part. So I had a chat with 
Carly, who was third place on Diana's season, I think season nine, um, we were just having a chat and I was like, yeah, like, you know, if you offer any, any advice, that'd be good. And then she kind of was like, yeah, you've pretty much just got to pigeonhole yourself in like, in like whether you're going to be a recipe developer or a food stylist or a food photographer, like you've got to basically specialize in something. And I was like, oh, like how to think about it. And like, I don't think I've ever had the benefit of being able to pigeonhole myself because I think, you know, having worked in small teams or for small businesses, like, and just the shape of marketing in general, which is my background, like mm. you kind of have to be, you know, you kind of have to wear a lot of hats. Uh, you know, you, you know, every, every like, people who are advertising for like marketing positions like they want everything they want like someone who can co- do copywriting who can um you know run events who can you know manage social media and like look at um google analytics and prepare reports and you know do this 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 and that but, and so i've never had the opportunity to really explore like what i want to do specifically i've just always had to do it all um and so but yeah, it's kind of just figuring out what I want to do with that um, at the moment. Um, because then, yeah, I never went into the show wanting to work in a restaurant or own my own business, like, you know, a cafe or a restaurant or whatever. Like, I've never really wanted to do that. Um, but I always knew that, you know, people like Carly that I mentioned and Tamara, who was also on that season, are doing really great work in the food media space. But also, you know, if I get a job, <laughs> that's, that's good as well. Um, because, you know, I also love marketing. Uh, it's a really good combination of like, you know, right side, left side of the brain kind of stuff. You get to be creative, but like it's also backed up with like, you know, numbers and metrics and analytics and um, data. And like, it's, yeah, it's really fun. Um, now like open to anything but yeah food media food marketing is kind of what i want to do now i feel like there's always like so much like pressure to be in a job like personally but also like financially obviously but like i don't know sometimes i'm like it's just like good to have time off to like actually figure out what you want what you want because like if you yeah. don't get that, like, you just, it's just go, go, go all the time. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I haven't felt, well, so after I got eliminated, I wanted to hit the ground running and, like, you know, really pound the pavement um, because I hadn't been working for, like, nine months or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, I've got to really, like, go after it now. And, like, I felt like being eliminated first, like, I had that, you know, fire lit under me where I was like I've got to like prove everyone wrong like I've got to like you know make it uh, make it happen and so yeah I did that for a little bit and then I got a job um, like a month after I got eliminated and then that was good Um, but then now yeah so I'm like on the one hand like I would just love to take the time and just like get a bit of work experience um, doing you know this isn't like you know trying all these little things as well but like you know all the, also the financial pressure of just being like unemployed and you know being a washed up reality star like um, you know I've got to you know also be realistic as well like um, I think coming into the show I had seen people who had been on reality shows before and like you know you think even though you're a standout like you think it's, everything's going to happen for you but like sometimes it just doesn't and like it sucks but like you know, have to be realistic and you know you, you have to really go up go out there and you know 
go after it. And I'm so lucky that I've got that I've worked in um, for you know two now like food companies. So I've got that experience, and like I feel like I'm pretty well connected in the space. And you know, I've gotten more connections out of MasterChef in that space. So I feel pretty lucky over like you know, some other people who you know might not know what they're doing at the moment or um, don't necessarily have a clear direction. Or they're like, oh, I guess you know I can try you know, working in a restaurant, see if I like it. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I kind of feel a bit luckier that I, you know, went in with a clear idea of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get out of the show. And um, I have some avenues to kind of make that work for myself. So I, even though, yeah, even though I didn't make it as far as I wanted to, like, I still feel like I can do it. Like, yeah. But... Yeah, again, yeah, there's that, you know, it's quite hard because, um, you know, I want to take time off and do, you know, heaps of content and really ride the wave while I can, but then, you know, I've got to eat as well. You know, yeah, I've got some yeah. Savings, but I've got some savings that, you know, I think it's not necessarily, um, you know, uh, sustainable for me to not have a job. And, you know, best case scenario, I just, quickly just get a job in like food marketing or like you know if someone gives me a job in like food media or like <laughs> um that'd be great but um you know just I feel like I've just got to go after it yeah do you feel like it kind of takes some work experience to like actually figure out not even like getting your foot in the door but just figuring out like what things actually look like yeah i guess because um like from the outside looking in like sometimes you just like don't know what's happening like you you know you see like i didn't <laughs> um like sometimes like like when i was working at oriental merchant for example like you know there's all these different departments and like we're kind of all like doing our own thing and like sometimes you usually don't know what the hell you know, one department is doing, like, you know, they have, like, a, a name for their team or whatever, but, like, you know, or for their department, but you just don't know what, what the hell that means. <laughs> so I get that. Um, but, yeah, no, food media is really awesome. Like, it's just, like, to be kind of at the forefront of, like, influencing, you know, food trends and, like, you know, um, restaurants and all that kind of stuff, that would be really awesome. Um, and I just love looking at, like, beautiful pictures of food, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, just, that would be awesome. But um, yeah, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. But um, yeah, yeah. What no, was, was a, the other half? What was the other half of your question? That was a really convolutedly worded question. I think the point that I was trying to make is generally like I feel like I don't know things that like knowledge that seems normal to you now. It actually like wouldn't have felt like normal five ten years ago for example like you learn a lot in that time um, exactly, exactly just based on yeah. what you do I mean, and you kind of like as you, and when you kind of like you know do all these different things like different like work experience or internships or like all these different jobs like you kind of figure out what you want and what you don't want or like what you have have enjoyed and what you haven't enjoyed yeah you kind of figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do and then like you know you learn all these different things along the way and learn more about the industry or like different industries through you know connections and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's absolutely true and then even coming into the show i was like you know thinking about it, i was like what do i actually want like 
I was like kind of, kind of goose coming into it because um, I was like, you know, I don't have anything else to do. Like I and like I've always kind of wanted to do it. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready, but like, you know, we'll just see where it takes me. And like, you know, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at first. But then, you know, as you do a bit more research and like there's all these like mm. people who are doing like basically what you like you're like oh that would be such a cool career and then you're like oh wait like I could do that like I've kind of had experience doing that before and I'm going on like the biggest food show in Australia like it could happen and then so you just kind of want to run with that like you know like everyone else who's like I want to own my own business like it's kind of like that it's just kind of getting to that stage where you are like I can do that um and yeah I guess MasterChef is like probably one of the only like reality shows in Australia where you can like you do have that kind of support and like that network of like all these like you know whatever you want to do and whatever you want to get out of the show like you have all the support and like people who have you know can offer you words of wisdom or all that kind of stuff but you can't necessarily say that about like you know if you were to go on The Bachelor or you know Big Brother or whatever whatever like you know, there's not a lot of like, there's not, yeah, a lot of kind of, you know, linear kind of opportunities that come out come out after that show. Obviously, you know, you can be yeah. an influencer, but like, there's not that's not necessarily lucrative <laughs> unless you're like Kira Maguire levels of like famous. So, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there's that really kind of with MasterChef, there's that really kind of linear progression after the sh- after your time on the show where you're like you know that's the career that I could do how do you feel about your next step do you feel confident not confident <laughs> I don't know what the opposite of confident is that was the only adjective I prepared <laughs> but yeah. um yeah I don't know like I guess like I feel like you know on the one hand um the world's my oyster at the moment but like I just also am just like I'm still trying to figure out like how to do it and like I've kind of started yeah just like contacting people and like having chats with like ex-contestants and like you know reaching out to people and like kind of seeing you know how they got in, got to where they are at the moment like um so yeah so I have like I kind of have an idea of what I want of what I'm going to do but there's just like all these like kind of variables and like everything's a bit up in the air like I've been applying for jobs but I also like <laughs> I might have an opportunity with like the company I used to work with like um but then also I want to like get work experience um in food media and so yeah there's a lot happening and I'm just like oh what do I do <laughs> but also like I feel supported um by everyone and so I feel good um, and I know that, like, if anything, I do have, like, experience and, like, I won't be, like, out on the street. Like, you know, I've joked that, like, you know, I'm a washed-up reality star, but, like, I, you know, you're not going to see me, like, on a corner somewhere selling drugs or and all my, bo- and all my body. But, um, so, you know, I've, you know, got qualifications in marketing and if it's not for a food company, like, um, you know, ideally, yeah, it would be for a food company or, like, in food, but... Um, you know, I've got so many other options available and like, you know, I can all, I'll always have food on the side. Like I'm always going to have my food blog and food Instagram. I'm always going to be like tinkering away at like, you know, different desserts. And so it's always going to be there, but 
um, you know, if it, if it's not as like the main thing, you know, it's okay to have it as a side gig. Like, I think that's kind of what I've realised because, you know, no one's, not everyone's going to be like a Justine Schofield or like, you know, Marion Grasby where they, you know, have all these like amazing opportunities. Um, uh, but then, you know, a lot of people are doing food just like on the side and that's fine as well. It's kind of getting my head around that. Like, that's not a failure at all. Like, you know, that's just life, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to be realistic. Yeah. You've got to make money. You've got to like, you know, support yourself. So any way you do that and then how you kind of fit food into that is fair. Like, it's valid. Like, and it's just, it's not any sign of like success to you know, to do that because, um, yeah, I mean, like, again, like not everyone's going to have, you know, all these amazing opportunities coming out of the show, um, no matter how hard you work for it, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That feels like a weird note to end on now. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. I don't want to be like, you know, cynical at all, but like, I guess, yeah. you know, that's just the real, the re- like, that's just being realistic. Like, people who've made it like really far into their seasons, like, you know, aren't, you know, are just doing food on the side, like, and, that, mm. and that's fine. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, not all of us can be like an influencer or like, not all of us, yeah, once I like own our own restaurants or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's really just an opportunity to make what you want of it with. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's the right set of prepositions, but yeah, make make what yeah, you want. Yeah, and, and I think, like, again, like, sometimes it's a slow burn as well. Like, mm. you, you might not be an overnight success story, but, like, people, you know, hustle. I think Marty, who's the executive producer of the show, he's always used... Um, Hello Fresh or whatever as an example because I think the creator or the director of Hello Fresh or something came like last or was like in the top 36 or something on mm. season one um, and then I think the, the the person who like the head pastry chef or whatever at Loon Loon Croissant um, yeah. is also from the Master Chef world but like eliminated really early so like yeah, so, you know, you have all these success stories that, like, you know, it might not happen overnight, but it, it'll happen eventually if you put your mind to it and you, if you keep working on it. Like, it'll happen. There's so many different trajectories to come out of the show and, like, it's not, like, there's no one way to do it is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. you know, if you're happy with where you're at, then that's good. Um, but there's no real, like, like, it's all, like, success is like all you know quote unquote success is all very like arbitrary and like all very personal um and if you feel like you know you've gotten everything what you want out of the show then that's good like um then you you've made it basically like um but obviously if you're not happy with like you know where you're at then then we ha- then we have a problem but um yeah so it all just depends what you want out of the show and um how you're gonna go about achieving that. You've been listening to Pathways. This interview was recorded by me, Mark, and was made possible by... Mihar, the editor. And... Julia, the social media manager. 
You can read an abridged version of the transcript online at pocpathways.com. Keep an eye out for our next episode on our Instagram at poc.pathways. See you next time. Um, sorry, is this like PG-13 or like, can I swear? You can swear, you can swear, it's fine. Okay, good. Good. So I have the mouth of a sailor. <laughs>